Here's what's coming up on this week's show. You give them a gift or a thank you that is relevant to them, whether or not the referral becomes a client. And that's really important. The Beat. Welcome to The Big Little Business Show, the podcast that helps small business think big. Hey, hey, how you doing? Welcome to The Big Little Business Show. It's Paul Mumford over here, the lovely Claire Horsley over there. And you know how we get really, well, you can get a bit overwhelmed a little bit with social media channels because there are so many of them. But Claire and I have been dipping our toes into a brand new one, which... Well, not a lot of people have heard of yet, and it's called Clubhouse. And I think perhaps this is something, Claire, that we need to investigate further, because there's a bit of a buzz about this one, isn't there? There is, yeah. I, I keep getting notifications and uh, invitations to go to a clubhouse, and uh, I really, yeah, really need to explore this one. There's a lot of talk about it, a lot of hype about it, and I think anything new that's coming to, to social media definitely needs to be checked out. Yeah, I mean, you can get really overwhelmed with social media, uh, and it's important to only focus on a few. Uh, but it's also good to, to, like you say, dip your toe in the water, go and check out what's new, uh, and Clubhouse is really new, and uh, it's so new, in fact, that you have to be invited to be on it, because it's still only in its testing phase. But um, mm. uh, I think there's something for a future episode there, Claire, when we get ahead around it a bit more and have played around with it a bit. But it certainly seems like an ex- exciting little thing. So uh, maybe after the podcast, if you're listening right now and thinking, what's Clubhouse? Go and search. You know, go a little bit of a Google search mm. for it and go and check it out. And uh, uh, there's something to put a pin in for a future episode, perhaps. Yeah, definitely. We need to find out more about this so we can uh, cascade what we found down to everybody who's listening cascade what we found down to i love that that's great (laughs) writing that down as a word for the day cascade anyway every week we have a guest on or an expert who can help you with an aspect of your business that can help you to grow in 2021 or whatever year it is you're listening to us in right now Um, what subject are we dealing with this week then so we're going to be talking about the power of referrals. Oh, that, and that is a powerful one as well. Uh, a really important way to get new clients is to let your existing clients rave about you. And it might seem like a really simple subject, but there's lots of aspects to it, isn't there? There is. Um, there's, there's a lot to it. There's a lot to it. It's a very, uh, very important part of, of anybody's business. And there's so many different ways and different techniques that you can use uh, to ensure that you really do harness the power of referrals and what they can do for your business and i know we've got someone really good on today right yes we are talking to sean purcell so what sean does is he basically supports uh businesses uh, in particular millennials who are looking to significantly grow and expand their business and increase their revenue and their profitability this is the big little business show i think we need to start with a pretty obvious question What's a referral? Put simply, they are a genuine opportunity to do business. So they're very different from a lead. If I go to a a networking event and somebody, because I know, Paul, you do video marketing and video production. Somebody happens to be at that event and they say, oh, you know, I need to get a video done for my business. And they say nothing else. And I think, oh, I know a guy who could do that. And then I come to you and say, oh, Paul, X person is looking for this then that's a lead because you've got to do quite a bit of work for it. Whereas if I was talking to that individual at the event and said, oh, I know this great guy, Paul, he's done our videos, boom, 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 boom. And they go, oh, that sounds great. Can he give me a call? I then come to you, Paul, and go, I've spoken to X. They're looking for a video. I've recommended you. They've told me they want to talk to you. 
that's a referral because in effect, I've used the power of my reputation to get that individual to say, yes, I'd like a call. And so we say it's a genuine opportunity to do business. Yeah, so you're doing the warming up for me. Absolutely. Um, because we know that social proof is is the most powerful way of getting someone to to take a to take a call um, and to agree a meeting with someone. So why do you think they're so important? For me, there's a there's a few reasons. Firstly, um, word of mouth is the most powerful form of marketing you can have. If if somebody will stand by your reputation to another, that is far more powerful than you going out with a a cold ad or, or or you saying how great you are. And secondly, that actually generally when you get referrals, they are more likely to actually convert into paying customers because as Paul rightly mentioned before, someone else has already done the warming up. And I think that's sometimes what people forget about referrals is that you have to be able to stand by that recommendation because if I recommend, let's say you or Paul to someone I know and care enough about and they agree to that call, um, I am putting a bit of my own credibility on the line. And so the chances are that if you or, or Paul receive that referral, providing you don't screw it up in the sales process, you're probably more likely to get that sale than if it was a completely cold individual that had only ever sort of stalked you online or, or seen you in action a bit. Um, that's why referrals are far more powerful. I'm very cautious and very aware that there are kind of almost like two kind of referrals, really. And I like the referrals that come from a genuine place, like you just described. If you're happy with my services and someone else wants videos made for argument's sake, then you, Sean, would say, oh, you know, go and check out Paul. He's really, really good. Rather than the other way of doing referrals, which I know exists and I'm not such a big fan of personally, is the whole sort of coercion thing. Whereas you know, if you refer 10 clients, I'll give you a £50 Amazon voucher. Is there a way kind of almost like hitting a middle ground because it can be really difficult to encourage clients to uh, refer for you but you want to do it I guess without sort of giving them a backhander at the same time because then it becomes ingenuine doesn't it yeah and I, I think it's a, I think it's a great point I always say to people before you refer me I want you to see me in action and get a feel for it and potentially get some results because it's far more credible if you go out to somebody that you know and and they're looking for a business coach and you guys say i have used this business coach and you need to speak to him versus the i'm going to recommend sean to you because i know i'll get a 50 quid amazon voucher from it and that improves the conversion as well so you're absolutely right there is a a balance to to be had between it and and for me too many people when they think of referral strategy think that they have to give some sort of financial reward to clients to get a referral. And, and actually, it's not true. The majority of clients find it a little bit distasteful to receive a financial inducement for a referral because they want it to be from a place of credibility and, and authenticity. So it, it's really important. I encourage people when they're looking at referral strategies to, to do two things. One is to work on your the experience of your client. If you deliver a world-class experience to your client, they will move through what we call the ladder of loyalty and they'll ultimately become a raving fan. And once somebody gets to the, the level of raving fan, they can't help 
but promote you and want to 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 tell people about you and and then the other thing that you really want to do with them is you want to position it so when i start with a new client i say to them in a few months time once you've started to get results i am going to ask you for the names of people that you know that would benefit from my service but i don't want you to refer me now because you don't know me you haven't experienced what i do you haven't had results but the moment at which we start to get results that's when i'm going to ask you for a referral so you're in effect planting the seed in somebody's mind but you're also allowing them to relax because they're not under any obligation to refer you you're saying the moment at which we start getting results that's when we'll talk about referrals and then my job in those processes when they become a raving fan is to just teach them how they can refer me comfortably i like the way you said that so you're planting them a seed rather than hitting them in the face with a referral opportunity it's in their the back of their mind that they think oh i wonder who else would like to uh, work with sean and yeah and all the time you're sort of almost like sort of tickling that nerve a little bit yeah and this is where authenticity comes to fruition really isn't it because people trust personal recommendation um so in terms of the information that we can encourage maybe our clients to share with potential clients is there anything in particular that maybe we could do to help them um to share information with people who may be interested or to help guide them as to you know the types of things to say based on their own experiences well that's good isn't it because yeah if you're working to a particular audience i guess sean or there's there's a certain demographic of people you want to attract then you want to make sure that your clients are referring you to the right people i guess aren't they yeah and i think that's that's why i always defer the referral in effect the that that referral request because what i want to do in those first few months is not only prove results but also educate my client about the types of people i want to talk to um and that takes time because actually the, the reality is there is nothing more powerful than a client going out and telling their story to their mate in the pub but it, it's my job to educate them over time as to the types of people that I work best with and the types of people that maybe I don't work best with. And I'm not a coach that suits everybody and, and, I'm, and I'm fine with that. But for me, it, it, if I found my ideal client and I'm working with my ideal client, it's quite easy when my client says, well, who do you want a connection to? Because I go, more of you, please. <laughs> the, the, we, we generally tend to congregate with other people who look and smell and feel and sound a bit like us and have the same sort of ambitions and the same sort of journeys. If you own a, uh, like one of my clients, if you own a landscape gardening company, the chances are you have a working relationship with, uh, you know, an, another trade. Um, and, and that's owned by someone that you like, you know, like and trust which is usually someone who looks, smells, sounds, feels a little bit like you. So it's actually quite easy when you you work with your client to educate them over time about, I'd like more like you, please, because that's where I get results. And this is the sort of thing they will probably be saying that triggers the conversation for you to be able to say, well, I know someone who could help. Let's talk about reviews for a little bit, because reviews are a really good an important way to get a referral in a sort of another another direction really and they're obviously essential but now when I ask for them 
uh, sometimes I ask for them, sometimes they appear, but there there are now lots of different places you can leave a review. So you've got Google, you can leave a review on Facebook, on your business page, or you can encourage your client to make a video for argument's sake or you know, whatever. There are lots of different ways. So do you think there's one particular way that has the best impact? If you're going to sway a client or persuade a client to leave you a review, where would you normally do it? Or does it depend where you, who your audience is and who which kind of client you're trying to attract? I think it's a great point, And I know we don't necessarily want to get into a long conversation about social media platforms. But there is always generally one, maybe two social media platforms that our, our businesses tend to lend themselves well to because of the type of client we're going for. We generally get the best results on Facebook and Instagram using video testimonials. So in the past, we did written testimonials and we did Facebook recommendations. But actually, what we realized was we got a far better result when we started creating video testimonials from our clients about their experience. Yeah, so just understand who you want to go to, which platforms work for you, and what type of medium works. For us, it's absolutely, we, we say, don't worry about Google, don't worry about Facebook recommendations, don't worry about LinkedIn, all of that's great. Um, but actually what we really need from you, what works for us in getting our message out to people is real, authentic videos from real people with real results. That's a good recommendation, Sean. I mean, we all know, you and I both know that video is really powerful and really strong at the moment in social media. But obviously getting someone to do a recommend a review video is a little bit harder work than just asking, asking someone to tap it out on Google or Facebook or something, but it's well worth the effort, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And I think actually what I found, what I found weirdly is that as video becomes more prevalent and as we move to a world of Zoom calls and things like that, it's actually easier for me to get people to do video testimonials than write a testimonial. In the past, written testimonials, we've said to, to clients, can you write a testimonial for us? And they've gone, yeah, sure. What do you want me to say? Um, and they're like, we don't know what to write. We're not very good at writing. And you, what, what ends up happening, which is a little hack, is you write a draft for them and say, here's a draft, review it, take out what you like, you know, take out what you don't like, add what you do like, but here's a bare bones structure for you to write as a written testimonial. Um, and that used to work, but now we just say, look, don't worry about doing anything written, just talk to the camera and let us do the, the sort of the written stuff. So we have case studies and we use it on our website and we turn it into written or text format afterwards so i'll get i'll get my copywriter to then take what they've said on video turn it into text and we can then use it across a different set of medium but actually i found it easier now to ask people to do short videos because and i think that's probably because we're used to now doing facetime zoom and so on because of circumstance so let's move on to another perhaps another tactic then sean um and uh, the one that popped up in my head was things like surveys or feedback forms um would you say they're a good referral tool and the most important question here how do you encourage people to actually fill them in yeah so um it's an interesting thing it, sort of two different types of, of, of feedback there's we use feedback within our programs, which really is, is predominantly a tool for quality improvement. Um, and, and how do we provide? So we've got a mantra here where 
we're always going towards delivering world-class coaching. We, you know, if, if we have that aspiration, we're always saying to people, how can we improve? How can we improve? Our feedback there isn't attached to anything, um, you know, financial or reward-based because if you position it well with your clients that that feedback is how we improve our service and therefore how we provide a better service to you they know that there's a vested interest in them giving valuable feedback so there is a culture of feedback we have within our programs already um, the other type of feedback that can be partly used as a referral mechanism is really what we would call feedback on marketing so, for example, when in the in the good old days, um, when we were able to do face to face seminars and workshops, we always did feedback on the workshop and the seminar. And, and that had a combination of the of the, you know, um, what was the venue like? What was the content like? What was the trainer like? But there was also the um, the questions in there about almost in effect saying, what else do you want to know? What do you feel like you need to be working on? What are the three actions you're taking away? And then at the bottom of that, we would say, please put here three names of business owners that you know that should be at our next seminar. Oh, that's a good way of doing it. I like that. But you do. But the trick here is you need to do the feedback before they leave. Again, it's not about giving a reward necessarily or an incentive because a lot of people are happy to give feedback but it's about the time lapse. And what happens is if you get feedback in the white heat of the event, they will complete it. If you get them to do it post the event when they're back in life and business, it's really hard to get a response, even if you incentivize them. Yeah, that's not nicely put actually that. Okay, um, so if people are listening and thinking they really need to be doing a little bit more, more work on um, how they're going to get some new business through referrals through their existing clients. Are there any other referral systems that you would maybe recommend that we haven't already discussed? Um, I mean, there's a lot um, that I d we can't necessarily go into now, but I think the first thing people need to do is, is a referral strategy. So a couple of quick pointers on this. Firstly, and I'm sure you've had other people on your, your podcast talk about this, but be really clear about who you want to go for. And, and understand who your target market is, and then understand what, where we call them like a constituency, and where your constituency live and breathe and operate. So certain platforms and, and, and so on. And then spend more time on those platforms. And with your referral strategy, what you then want to do is harness people who have already gone through the process of no like and trust with you that's what referrals require it requires me to know you like you and trust you and then with a referral strategy you can sit there on a time frame let's say you had i don't know a dozen people that you either worked with in the past or you're working with now and you said those are people who absolutely love what i do and you need to get them to a to raving fan status really for this to work and, and 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 the conversation would go a bit similar to here you know over coffee claire you know we've been working together a lot how have you found it oh sean i've loved it i've had real results blah, blah, blah. that's that's brilliant claire claire now a couple of months ago i said to you when we first started working together that at some point when you started to see value in what we did we would come to you to see if you could help us 
Um, yes, okay, fine. Well, Claire, that's now's the time. Uh, our business is a referral-based business. The, the majority of our leads come from people like you uh, referring people to us. Who do you know in your network that should be talking to us? That's it. I don't want you to sell them to us or, or sell, sell us to them. I just need to know who you have in your network that we should be talking to. Okay, Sean, I've got three names. Great, Claire. How do you think we should approach them? What do you need from us to enable you to go to them and see whether or not they would take a call from us? So what I'm doing is I'm equipping you with the skill and the technique the techniques and everything for you to be able to go out to your friends or colleagues and say, look, I, I care for you enough to know that you need to speak to this guy. So it's just having that strategy from day one, Claire's my ideal client. How do I position her when she first comes on as a client? How do I then position her a few months later when she's getting results? And then how do I do a step-by-step -step process that takes her through identifying people? And then what do you need from us, Claire, to enable you to have one shot at them to get them to go, yeah, Claire, I know you like you and trust you enough that I'll take your recommendation. Yeah, and also I think actually that that enables that person to actually feel valued as well and appreciated. Absolutely, absolutely. And 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 I think what people forget as well with with referrals is that you don't have to attach a financial incentive to referrals you can have a referral program that is if you refer we'll give you x and y and z and that can work if it's a fun competition within clients and we've done that in the past we've had like a champions league where if you refer someone you get some points and then you get a free ticket to a conference or something like that and that can work because it's fairly competitive and it's a bit of fun but in most cases just because you don't attach a financial ticket or price to a referral doesn't mean you don't do a thank you afterwards. So, and, and, and it's really important that if you want people to give you referrals, and, and if this is probably like the parting message I can give for people, if you want people to give you referrals, there are two things you can do to ensure that people give you referrals, apart from deliver a great service. One is that you give them a gift or a thank you that is relevant to them that they would want whether or not the referral becomes a client and that's really important a lot of people will say to me well I do give thank you gifts and I say okay when do you give them thank you gifts well if that referral becomes a client and I go well you're missing the point because actually it's about if you refer to me it's up to me to try and convert that person still and that's not in your hands anymore. But I should be thanking you for taking the time to refer in the first place. So people need to give the gift for the referral, not the not whether or not that referral has turned into business. I'm guilty of that too, and I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, you 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 thank you thank them for you thank them for doing it, not thank you're not thanking them for it being successful. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and the the second thing I would say in terms of if you want more referrals you have to give more. And that's really important. If you're, if you're a, an individual that receives referrals, you need to go out of your way to give referrals as well. Because 
you know, and I and I know there is, an, a, is a saying out there about about you know givers gain in effect, but it, but it is you know outside of where it comes from, it is a true statement that the reality is that the more you give in terms of referrals, the more you are building that know, like, and trust principle, where actually people go he she they're decent people they're trying their best they're trying to help me grow my business i want to it's just the law of reciprocity you know if you do something for me i will want to do something for you and and i think that what we often forget is you can give thank you gifts and you can give beautiful thank you gifts for for referrals but actually thank you gifts don't pay my bills as a business owner so the best way for you to thank me almost for giving you referrals is at the moment at which you feel like you can give referrals to me, you give referrals to me as well. There's our tick in the big little business uh, business show bingo uh, box, Claire. Mm-hmm. Uh, law of attraction, give out to get back. It's uh, it's one yep. of those things. Sean, I just, I mean, we do mention this almost every episode now, but and I'm sure you can nod your head along to this. Uh, with all the episodes that we've done, we've now developed this thing called big little business show bingo because we get a lot of people who sort of pick up on the same threads. Yep. Or it's almost like a common theme of like rules that uh, has to happen in business. We've had so many guests on for lots of different reasons have all picked up on similar things and uh, whenever someone mentions something that a lot of other people have mentioned it's a tick in the bingo box and that's what you've just done with the whole power of referral and uh, and and like for like and giving is receiving because that's so important absolutely is, is this one of those bingo games where both of you take a shot or something is this is this why you play this bit of the game <laughs> oh do you know what you just upped the game there sean i haven't thought about that <laughs> there you go that's what you should be doing nice one <laughs> wow imagine if you'd have come out with about five or six of those this would not be ending in the same way would it well I, well if i'd known that that was the game i would definitely have ticked those off particularly if i know that claire's got a bottle of baileys next to that, that sounds nice <laughs> and thank you very much for uh, giving us such some great information making us think about things in a slightly different way i mean referral seems like a really Really small topic but it really isn't and I, you know, there are so many different ways you can go for it and it's a quite an important thing to be able to have it in your business strategy so we always like to finish off with a set of questions Sean as I'm sure you've know already um, which have all been uh, inspired by a US TV show called Inside the Actors Studio same questions every week to whoever we speak to they're totally unrelated to business bit of fun let's just get inside your head a little bit and we do get some really random and bizarre answers so if you're ready Claire's going to give you the first one been looking forward to this bit Sean okay so what's your favourite smell my favourite smell, randomly, is the smell of Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand. I love this. This suggests I've got a drink problem because I've also it does. I've also <laughs> spoken about taking shots, haven't I? It's the second time you've mentioned drink in the space of about five minutes. <laughs> it is. It really is, and it's only it's only eleven o'clock. Um, but yeah, there is a there is a there is a pungency to that with like fresh grass and things like that because I love that. There's there's also that smell that you get in the spring when there's grass that's been freshly cut. I love that sort of smell. Yeah. And and so that's my. I mean, that's my favorite. That's my favorite wine. And and so when I open a a bottle of that um, for one evening I uh, and I pour it the, the smell I, I think oh that takes me to summer you know spraying that that sort of fresh beautiful smell so yeah that's that's mm. my favourite I mean it's not one of our questions Sean but if what's one of your favourite words was a question I think pungency <laughs> would be up there pungency is a good word the word I rarely use the word I'm known for using quite a lot and probably overuse is phenomenal 
it's a nice word. It's a, but I mean, p- but pungence. What a great word! It's it, that that's up there with moist for me. Lovely word. <laughs> oh, no. I love both of those words, moist and pungent. There we go. Uh, okay, second question then, uh, Sean. This is the controversial one. What's your favourite biscuit? A jammy dodger. Oh, yes. The, the only other biscuit that comes close, which I know is a really sort of Marmite biscuit, is, is Garibaldi. That's the only one that other comes close. <gasps> My mum used to call them dead fly biscuits. Sean, can I ask you a question about how you how you eat your jammy dodger? So I, uh, with my teeth, take off the top layer. <laughs> here, we, here we go. Process. <laughs> Knew it. <laughs> I take off the top layer and then this is now this is getting very inappropriate. I lick the jam <laughs> afterwards and then I eat the rest of the biscuit. Um, I've just got a vision in my head now. I just can't get rid of. OK, you've so, now come over all unnecessary. I, have. I, can't, I can't I can't close my eyes. I've, <laughs> <laughs> I've real hot and bothered. OK, so um, if uh, you were to go for an ideal dinner date, uh, who would it be? And that person can be either dead or alive. They don't want to be dead while you're having the dinner date, though. Let's point well, that out. that's true. Then, you know. Actually, I worded that wrong. <laughs> I wasn't sure about this. My dinner date turned into a dinner party. And then, and this gives you a bit of an insight. It ended up turning into a sort of a cocktail party. Um, Back to alcohol. And, and yeah, of course. Don't worry about the food. Um, I'm reading at, at bed at the minute a book that was bought for my birthday, which is not business related at all. It's called The Prime Ministers. And it's actually a book, big book where they've written like an essay on every one of the 55 prime ministers. And they're all really different. They are all very, con- each of them, some of the earlier ones had terrible controversies and you go, oh, that's a bit juicy. So I would love to put all 55 of them at a cocktail party to see what happened. That's brilliant. To see whether they rowed, they had a debate, because some of them were very dodgy um in the early days very dodgy wow well if you're going to go down that route why don't you do another one with all the u.s presidents now that would be interesting that, well trump might not turn up so that would be a problem wouldn't it really? <laughs> no well not for me <laughs> <laughs> okay so thank you very much for uh, all that great advice uh, and uh well final thing before we go i think we need to find out um uh, how people can get in touch with you if they need more help or i have more questions about referral or uh, any other thing for that matter? How can people get in touch with you? Yeah, so um, I'm on LinkedIn. Just find me as Sean Purcell. Um, on Facebook, you can find my profile um, and, and request to add me there. Um, I run a, a closed group called uh, Better Business Network on Facebook, which is a free group for people to join. And, and, and I talk, I do Facebook Lives on topics like this. And um, Instagram is one that I use quite a bit at the minute, which is the Sean Purcell. And we were talking a bit earlier about Clubhouse. So if people are on this new Clubhouse, I'm the Sean Purcell. So generally, all of the social media channels, um, if you chuck Sean Purcell or the Sean Purcell in, you'll, you'll find me through there. This is the Big Little Business Show, the podcast with bigger tips for small business. Who thought there was so much to referrals and the different options that we, we all have? And um, I, for one, actually, I've got a couple of actions from that interview. Oh, don't worry about the referrals. I'm thinking about the idea of doing the show with alcohol. <laughs> I won't lie. I was actually thinking, shall I have some wine this evening? <laughs> <laughs> and it's only like, not even, well, it's not even the afternoon yet. So um, that's Sean's fault, that is. God, you imagine if we did the big little business show bingo with shots. That could really get really messy really fast, couldn't it? Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much guaranteed, yeah. But yes, referrals. Sean picked up on some really important stuff. How to make sure you're getting referrals without, you know, incentivizing it. Uh, what you do with those referrals. The most important part of all that, I thought, which uh, uh, we both picked up on and he did too, is that the power of saying thank you at the end 
if some whether whether that referral turns into a sale or not uh, it's still important to say thank you if you want to encourage people to yeah refer you in the future yeah and also it really uh highlighted for me the, the the power and significance of the words that we use and how we approach people to ask for reviews referrals and feedback um to actually you know be, be authentic and appreciative about it so that person can equally and as they should be feel valued the fact that you're asking if they know anyone who is just like them uh, yeah so on that note if you know someone who's just like you and would benefit from listening to the big little business show then share it with them just see what we did there That's really smooth i like that I'm actually annoyed I didn't think about that. On that note, we always like to uh, refer you to another business every week on the show uh, by giving a shout-out to a business who either listens to the show or uh, follows us on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn or is, in fact, a member of our Big Little Business Club, which we'll come on to in a little while. So who are we shouting out about today? So today I'd like to shout out Regal Kitchens. Now, Regal Kitchens uh, specialise in the design and supply and installation of kitchen kitchens to domestic clients. Um, they're based in Chelmsford, Essex, and they're an independent family-run business. And what I really love about these guys is they truly believe and ensure that the client is king. Yeah, I love Regal Kitchens, and uh, uh, I've done some work with them in the past and produced some videos for them in the past, and I, I just like the fact that they think about things a little bit differently and it's an interesting industry that because i understand over the last year because people haven't been able to go on holiday because of covid um people have been spending their excess cash on home improvements so that kind of industry is in a bit of a boom right now yeah it is i guess because people are spending so much time at home you know which they which they should be they're kind of looking around and thinking you know boy this needs an upgrade regal kitchens fantastic where can we go and find them you can find Regal Kitchens uh, through their website, so regalkitchens.co.uk. Uh, they also have a Facebook page as well and can also be found on LinkedIn. So a little mention about the Big Little Business Club before we go any further. Uh, this is our group on Facebook where you can connect with all our previous experts. So, so when we have a guest on the show, they're automatically added into the Big Little Business Club. So if you want to get in touch with them after the show, Go and join the club, and if you want to get involved, then all you have to do is jump onto Facebook and search for Big Little Business Club. And that pretty much does it for this week. Don't forget whatever platform you're listening to us on, make sure you subscribe so you get all the future episodes in your inbox, and leave us a review as well, uh, like we're talking about all the way through this show. Reviews are really important, helps to big us up in podcast land, uh, and it's nice to know that we're doing exactly what you want us to do. And while we're on that subject, if you have any topics you'd like us to pick up on in the future let us know and we'll find an expert who can help you can pick us up on social media the details are coming up in a second and that's it we're done till next week say goodbye claire bye-bye you've been listening to the big little business show with paul mumfords and claire horsley you can subscribe to get the latest episodes via itunes spotify tune in and everywhere you find your favorite podcasts Come and find us at biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk and we're on Facebook too. Just search for Big Little Business Show. The Big Little Business Show is a PM2 Media and Excel Networking production.